0: this episode, you will meet Rocio, an architect, serial social entrepreneur, and builder of things from Argentina. She identifies herself as a navigator, and that requires bravery. This is exactly what this conversation explores. How does she keep staying motivated to start new big projects? Why she loves imperfection and stopping when it's enough? And the toughest question of all, how to know when it's enough? Rocio Gonzalez, she's our guest in our uh, new episode of She Rocks, uh, coming from Argentina, and also one of our, actually not one of ours, but our first uh, guest from Latin America. We are so thrilled uh,
1: to have you and and welcome to She Rocks. Thank you so much for having me. It's really so good to have you with us, Rocio. I think it's wonderful to sit in a time like this where virtually we can connect across three continents three countries and so i'm really excited to be talking to you from my side um sitting in south africa me too
0: exactly so on in the, in this interview, it will be Nwabisa and Mizoya, Zoya, while uh, Maka actually knows Rocio personally, so we heard a lot of amazing things, and that's why she's not joining the conversation, because she has the pleasure to have those conversations uh, in other, other moments. So Rocio, we like to start uh, our episodes uh, with asking uh, our guests to tell us something about themselves. So can you please share... Uh, Without or with our audience, who you are, what you do, and whatever you like for people to know.
2: So I like to say that I'm an architect, but I don't do buildings. <laughs> I build a sustainable or triple impact projects. I'm I studied architecture, and I never wanted to do a house or a building, but I understood that my 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 way of designing things can help me to create something good for my communities and something that is more than me. So. I found this challenge, and I took it to to make some changes around me and i think i'm I'm a woman who has
1: got up to the challenge <laughs> to do that. Where are you from originally Rocio and where are you right now?
2: I am from Buenos Aires i've lived my whole life here uh I've been I've never lived outside Argentina but I've been around a little bit so I believe like i'm I'm part of a global community of like a global citizenship but I, I lived here my whole life and I'm, I live here Argentina is in the southern part of America it's a very nice country with a lot of challenges but i I like living here and I love the community here,
0: and Buenos Aires is larger than many countries, mine included. So, so it's it's not a, a, a small place that you're stuck stuck in for sure. Um, but while you were, uh, I, I loved how you uh, described yourself uh, a, as a builder. But what I would like for you to share is what are the all the things that you've built so far.
2: That's a more difficult question because I make a lot of things. (laughs) I tend to build more than I can handle, so I have great teams to to help me with that. Uh, Currently, I have two main projects. One has started like 10 years ago. I started making uh, designs and objects uh, and accessories from discards of a button factory. That led to starting a company uh, of designs uh, made with discarded materials. And in that, uh, in that company, I, I met this another entrepreneur, Lorena, who I started working with that made bags. And together, we founded our current company. We are a certified B Corporation. I actually was one of the first in Argentina to certify with this certification that certifies in triple bottom line. And my other project is called Unplastify that also had a start in trash. Uh, I have this very good friend of mine that worked with me before. She's also a designer in my previous project. And we started sharing and collaborating in our current projects. And from that conversation and this uh, madness about what's happening with plastic pollution, we decided to start Unplastify. That is um, a project that is centered in changing the human relationship with plastics. It's a very great (laughs) vision. It's difficult to do it it's a great challenge and we try to make it involving other people companies governments so both of my projects start with like design is what makes them happen and what creates them but our thought to change sustainability and to change like conditions of the environment that I think should be changing and and both are companies that for me that is very important of who I am and what I think because I think that we should use the market to change things that other institutions aren't aware of changing.
1: That's, that's incredible, Rocia. And for me, it actually takes us back to even what you, how you introduced yourself, because when you talk about what you're building, talking about changing systems that are universal, that you know have application on a global sense. And I think that's interesting because when you introduced yourself, you refer to yourself as a global citizen. So I'd like to know what's your understanding of what it means to be a citizen of this globe?
2: I think that the challenges we're facing as humanity are very big challenges and we must stand up to them. And I believe that most of the things I do every day are things that are thought not only for me, but for others, and I think that we should make them together. I really believe in collaboration and I think that thinking as a global citizen makes me understand other realities and having the... the, Treasure to know other people. I also have friends from, from all over the world, as Maka, when she's one of my friends, and but like you. And I really believe that knowing the challenges that we face together as a, a, a global citizenship first breaks down the borders and makes conversations more easily to happen for a greater good. And it also puts us in another place to take like, the best decisions for all of us. And I think what I'm trying to do with these projects is to make decisions that are not for me, but like in a larger scale, no? So I try to think like that.
0: That's uh, something that we hear a lot from women entrepreneurs. It's like a common thread that it's not just about building a business, but it's generating a greater impact. And uh, what I also love, it might be, I don't want to, uh, make some assumptions but uh, maybe it's because of the crowd that we as she Rocks are attracting around us but we talk a lot about collaboration as well and i really love that. and i think the whole most of the things that both Nuabisa and i did and maka as well and now we are listening to you talking about it it's on these wings of collaboration let's put it that way uh but But I would like to, and and at one point you said, I tend to build more things than I can handle. So I have my teams to help me with that. I think that's also very powerful. So you you are a, a starter, but what would you say, what are the things that you are really good at? What are the things where you really need support of your team and others to help you
2: out with? I think I'm good at like guiding teams and making them feel comfortable. It's been a challenge to say that for me because we, we women tend to like not say what we're good at. But I think I'm good there. Like, I can make like a team feel like a team. I, I, I am very... like I know how to connect with the different parts of the team and to make them feel comfortable to do the best. And that, I think, is something that I do very well, or fairly well, but I also share with my partners that are like the leaders with me of these projects. So uh, things that I I need my partners to help me sometimes are more like um, um, like carrying on with other parts of the the job. Like I think, for example, Tati, that she's my partner from Unplastify. She has like this great vision of what's happening in 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 terms of pollution and sustainability because she's really involved with that other side and. I'm involved but I'm just like a reader and a consumer of that. But she's like very down to, to what's happening and she's she's very good at translating all that to the team to understand what we're why we're doing this and what is like our focus to go there. And I'm good at like taking her own head and say like, Okay, you are thinking of this lab like, it's think like big. So I have become a, a good my 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 current role position in Unplastify is navigator. We gave ourselves positions that are related to navigation because all this started with an adventure in which she crossed the ocean and I was like the Earth team and she was crossing the ocean taking these samples of plastics to understand more the, the problems and the pollution in the ocean. And we, we decided not to give like CO, COO, <laughs> those terms. And the navigator is the person in the, in the boat. That has to like in the ship that has to say where we have to go, but beyond. So I'm good at that, I think, and creating these teams. And I have the good and bad thing that I know to do many things, like I'm good designing and good drawing, and that's like a curse because I I have to say no, no no this I have I don't have to do it. But I'm like I make it many things like operative things. Um, so, but
0: but I, I know what you are talking about. It's like, I, mean, I can do that. Yeah, it's really bad. And I think the key that, that taught me to delegate actually, because I could do everything. But then at some point, uh, because I thought, I learned how to delegate because I had at some point to delegate some of those things, and I was not satisfied, of course. But then I learned also that it's okay that I'm not satisfied. It doesn't have to be as I want it to be. It's it it it's maybe even better. It's just not by my taste. But I think that's a really I recognize myself while you were talking about it. And how do you uh, struggle? And how do you? How do you delegate and how do you manage to actually? What, what was uh, bothering me is how if you do a lot of things well, you have to choose one which you want to do exceptionally. And how are you coping with that dilemma?
2: Yes, in in, in since we, I I have a great team like that started three or four years ago. All the other years I was like we were starting and but i think that like the team we have 3 years ago was consolidated and it's a great team and what i've seen the, the growth i've seen in the in my team members makes makes it very easy for me uh, i think i didn't delegate as much before because i didn't have that kind of team now that i have it I don't need, like, I don't have so much the thing that I would do it better. Like, I don't care as much. I'm more like, yes, you can do it. And I think that empowering others and seeing how they are growing and understanding how that's that way of of combining what I know to do and how to guide them with not giving them much, but like letting them do and and see how they grow has helped me in that. Like, has, has helped me to make it easier for me to delegate and also I have to manage my time because I'm doing many things at the same time so it's been also like clock and seeing like okay so I'm doing this and I'm sure I shouldn't be doing this and understanding uh, time like timekeeping has also helped me a lot to understand what I should do and I should delegate it's like you can't do this anymore. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, for me, it's it goes back to this role that, you know, you've got where you, you see yourself as a navigator and you're seen as a navigator in the team. What's interesting for me is that in order to navigate, as you've described, is that you've got to see even further than most people and kind of almost be a step ahead of the rest of the team, which for me feels like it's a brave thing to do. And then at the same time, in order to delegate, in fact, I'll challenge this, which is, Some of the delegation and your ability to delegate doesn't just sit on the fact that you've got a capable team. It takes actually you being brave to say, I'm going to let go and trust that my team can carry through with this. And therefore you need to create a brave space for your team as well. So I've used the word brave three times, but it actually links then to my next question, which is what frightens you? Because I think bravery is defined by being able to be frightened and continue going with that fright in you.
2: Being brave is to be vulnerable and afraid at the same time. To have courage is that, yes. I think I am, I am very open to my team as I lead. Also, I am very open of the things that can't work. Today, or yesterday, we were launching, or we're still launching a program for students, and we're having like 350 students online, because we're doing everything online now. Uh, and what my message was everything won't work everything will fail so let's think how we will make it happen although everything will fail and that is my way of thinking i think my my what has made me strong or to be able to be strong and also accept these challenges that is that i have i have had a lot of them so i am there, uh, seeing the future and I'm not afraid or I accept that I am afraid, but I will do it anytime because I've already had them. So for me, it's it's like a, I think it's like a constant practice and being really open with what's happening inside and what I think of all this vision and everything with the team. Like, I think we should go there. Sometimes when I think that things have managed to lead, I cannot believe it. Like when we started our factory, We started our factory in a place that was nothing, a desert and all it was abandoned for 20 years. Nobody was there. It was like the illusion that something would would happen in that zone of the city. And it really was a place that nobody went. And I went there. I started, I gave it life. I even convinced my partner because she didn't want to start with (laughs) that. I don't know where. I saw like, we have to be here. And when I think of that, now, I say, I, I don't understand how I did it, but I think that, and also this thing, yesterday I was looking this talk that is brilliant about the infinite game. I think I'm in the infinite game. I don't care if I fail now, if I have to stand up again, like the game is infinite. And I think there are many things we have to do. I, I just know that I have an, a, a very clear idea of what I want to do and what I think I can do for others and for my community. So that guides me, but I'm afraid all
1: the time. <laughs> so how do you get into that mindset of understanding that it's an infinite game? I think, you know, our listeners are saying, right, she's saying that she's afraid, but she's talking about, you know, living in an infinite game. How do you convince yourself on a daily basis and what practices do you use to get yourself to understand that it's an infinite game, even when the going is really tough?
2: When I'm not good, I, I write a lot and I practice to write my goals, or what I want to do, or try to set up some intentions for the day. I have this friend of mine that uh, talks about designing my life. This, this day, and, and I laugh because this year, I can't design anything. Everything that I have designed has fallen Redesign <laughs> everything, like my buildings are <laughs> falling apart. But I think that that sets up, like, I, I try to set up an expectation of something that I can do and try to, like, go do doing it bit by bit and always try to think what's important, no, in the long run. So I have this, this both of these visions, like what I can do today and what's important today, what I don't have to be doing today because it's not my job to do it now. And what I'm I'm doing it for, like, I always have this, uh, and I think that helps me in the day by day to, to take decisions or to understand and to be comfortable with what I'm doing and not thinking this is not enough or I should be doing other things or understand this really is not enough I should be doing when, when it is important and when not No.
0: and when do you say it's enough it's, it's also been an, a topic we talked a lot about so when is it enough for you?
2: For me, it is enough when I, I think I've given what I can. Like I've done my best, and I'm happy. I and I'm happy with it. And I have the blessing of having a team, and that uh, shares that with me. Like generally, when we've done everything we can, I can like see my partners with me, and they say. Yes, we've done everything and we don't like the outcome is already positive for us because we've already done it. In in every project we we are doing new when it works and when it doesn't work, we understand we always give the best and and that's like a way of, of doing things that we have. We always give our best, we always are generous, we always like do it like open hearted and then you understand that maybe you could have given it more thought or more time, but we understand that we always try to make our best. And I think in that, the team really helps me to understand that it's enough also.
0: That's that's important. But I have one other question, which is correlated with this being enough. Builders usually build until what you said, they are happy but that's some perfection which we all strive, and that's very common for builders of any sort. And then on the other hand, this building something perfect is also very common for women. And you are a builder, you are a woman, but I also know that you are not building perfect things because you are building so many things at the same time. So how do you say, when we talk about it's enough, when you say it's enough, when I'm happy, how is it, how do you define that being enough, being imperfect, and that you're still happy with
2: it? I am a great fan of imperfect, great fan of imperfect things. And I think that perfect things are very difficult. (laughs) Uh, And I tend to be, I am a strong believer that if I launched something perfect, it's wrong. It should be launched like it's late. I am very strong about that, and I, I am very encouraging to others to to make it happen, and I believe a lot in the in I believe a lot in the value of things that are already made, that things that are happening, that things are real, that are concrete. I think nothing can speak as much as something. Or someone who has already done it, or spoken, or showed up. So um, again, it's it's I, I, it's difficult to say, it, like in, in great terms that can uh, like uh, um, mm-hmm. be significant to different different tar- types of projects. Uh, but I believe that uh, what I've done to create something. Uh, in order to think that it's enough. It's about, first, I, I, I have a, a design process in which I, we have, we, we, we decide to to, to attain certain guidelines or to attend certain things. But maybe we have, like this year, we had all our expectations changed because all the factors outside factors changed. So things were upside down. And we have. We are very used. We get very good at recalculating those standards. We plan it. with uh, the plan we make. We are, and I think, like you have these guidelines, and once you have checks on many of those checklists that you, you you started for those guidelines, you feel that it's it's good enough. And I feel that projects or products or services are good enough when I think that they already can give the person or the user that I'm trying to build them for uh, something new and something that they will value. For example, now we have are doing an online course for entrepreneurs because before we had our factory open and once a month we have people coming to this. And now we don't have it. So we decided to make it online again, no? And It was very fast, and it happened, like, it it was very fast, the creation of everything, and we had a lot of content, and we had to make it work. And yesterday, we had, like, the first class that it's face is face-to-face because it's an online course. We don't see it. And they were all very uh, content and very happy and very grateful for everything that we have transmitted because what we think for us is obvious for them is something that nobody tells you, like, that we don't have money in our banks, that like the reality of, of doing things, no. And I said, okay, so this was enough, and I go like seeing it on the way because sometimes you you are sure, but when you uh, when you know that you're getting something that will be good for the other, I think that is enough, and then well, you have the feedback of course, no. But I think that thermometer that sees if it's enough, you go getting good at as you go.
0: I love it. Uh... I love it. It, It's enough when it gives value to the others, but I also noticed something else in your uh, uh, answer. And that's that it's enough because in the next iteration, you can always improve it. And I think that that's important. That's really important for us, all of us to know. It's not a final product. This is what I'm launching now. Tomorrow it will be better
2: and it's growing, but it's growing live. And, and we it's a not part practically. We, may, we, we tell them that. We say, this is a first course, and things will be wrong. I always say, like, this is a practice for us. We're sorry, but we're so happy you're participating. And we give them more because, and we give them more time. And we, we yes, I think that you have to understand you with the other, no? If, if you get to that point where you understand what the other expects and what you can give, and you try to give it, no matter what, the other will say, OK, It was good, like I understand.
1: It's interesting because for me, it speaks to this almost something that you really delight in, which is this beginning of starting things, building them, and then just sharing them straight away in their deliciousness and in their perfect imperfection, you know? And so, and then it's almost like doing it again gives you just the same amount of joy. So for me, the question that comes to that point of view is how do you take that joy from what you're doing and what you're building, let's say, through your businesses? And how do you apply it in your personal life as Rocio, who's not building and Plastify, who's not running entrepreneurial courses?
2: Uh, I think I I enjoy a lot of what I do. So it's like a great part of my life. And I think um, how I take I'm, I'm a builder in, in projects also in my personal life. Like, uh, I also, I, I'm very, when, when we talked before about uh, how I decide uh, if to do this or not, when to dedicate or not, just because I'm a really, I, I am very careful with my own time and my personal time and the things that I want to do. So, in that, I'm also kind of a builder. The thing is that, many of the things that I started building personally ended up being part of my job of what I do. So I try not to start like a ceramics course, because I know that if I do a ceramics course, it will end up like in a new collection that I don't want to do. Uh, but, um, but I try to, I always try to learn, no, from what I do and uh, the things that... That I understand personally, and my own journey as a person has helped me also to to understand how I work or how I work with others. And I think one thing goes to the other, uh, but I also try to to have my personal projects and give the time to have them because if not, I think it's it's very difficult to make the others thing works.
0: And then when we talk about that personal aspect what would you say is now your biggest challenge in that
2: my biggest challenge now my biggest challenge now is that it's been like a year i think that i've started thinking of being a mother and that's like a great challenge for someone that has so many projects and that always thought that no no i don't know never i don't know i don't care and that's a big challenge for me because I've been in a relationship, then I divorced. Now I'm in another relationship. Like things have changed a lot for me personally. And during all that time, I never thought about kids. And like, this is really personal, but it's, it's a challenge. But I have many friends like you that are also very great women from other places all over the world. And I know that this is something that happens. I have a great friend, Polish. Uh, that she's like 10 years more than me and she like told me everything about this before I heard it and I know that sometimes you, you don't know when but every, every other friend I have said like you have to make yourself place for that because it can happen and I think that's a great challenge. I've heard this great, great uh, uh, quote from Lena Dunham that she said, I don't want to bring a child to a world that I haven't already aced. And unfortunately, these past years that I have this great team and the projects are working, I kind of started believing that I've aced the projects. So. <laughs> oh, awesome. <laughs> I passed that line and said, okay, Lena, maybe. <laughs> and I started thinking about that. And I think it's a great challenge for me to make space for that, to think when it will happen, to to understand that I want it and that at some point all of this that I'm doing will have to take another another volume, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that's so, so important and thank you for sharing that because I think so many women who see themselves as quote-unquote ambitious or successful are sometimes afraid to express that, you know, they want children and that... And they're also afraid to then navigate what that means. And maybe some of the fear, And I know from my point of view is understanding that I'm going to have to make some decisions and make some choices, even though um, you know, I could fight the good fight and say that I don't have to make these choices. But if I want a child, I need to make space for that thinking and prepare for bringing a child into this world. And so I really, really thank you for sharing that with us because it's, it's something that I think exists in the lives of women all over the world and our audience is global and yet we don't talk about it enough. So thank you for feeling brave enough to share that with us.
0: And uh, one last thing, we talked about it, but let's sum it up. Like in the beginning, we started with you describing yourself and now we want you just to answer shortly, what makes you rock? Or what makes you ace?
2: what makes me ace I have a very great sound of the laughter like when I am laughing everybody laughs and I think yeah, I won't do it now but maybe if it happens (laughs) I can share it with you I think that rocks and I think that speaks a lot of what I am I am very uh, positive I always try to I I always try to like make the best of things or transform things that are happening to something good. Uh, And I think that that good energy that sometimes uh, I have uh, when I laugh and when I'm doing things really makes uh, things happen and people around me uh, get together in a good way. And and this that I was talking about, the the teams and to, to guide them and everything, I think being a positive energy around the teams, I think, makes me makes me a, a rock for the teams also. Not only rock myself.
1: I can't wait to come laugh with you in Argentina because I want to hear this laugh and take in this infectious energy.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, mostly want to have it as a ringtone, but I've, I've, I've never had <laughs> it as a
1: ringtone.
0: <laughs> That's a great idea. Thank you, Rocia, for your time. Thank you for sharing with us. And we are for sure thinking that this is just the beginning of us getting to know each other. And then we are all living global lives and we'll definitely meet on some of our continents or on some uh, other as well. Thank you and
3: stay in touch. She Rocks Global is a podcast collaboration produced by Magarena Bota from Uruguay, Noavisa Mayema from South Africa, and Zoya Kukic from Serbia. This season of She Rocks Global was recorded at the American Corner in Cape Town, South Africa, which is also where you will find our sound engineer Tikre Kikana. The music for this podcast was composed and arranged through a collaboration between South African musician Nozige and Hannah Sikasa from Germany. Mixing engineer was T. Luminous. She Rocks Global is a podcast that showcases the stories of perfectly imperfect women from all across the globe. Should you be one or know someone whom you think we should be talking to, please let us know. You can find us in Instagram, Twitter, and facebook through our handle at she rocks global hashtag she rocks until next time keep rocking